Hey everyone, this is Fernie, your resident psychic medium and spiritual teacher, and you are listening to Fernie Unfiltered, where we dive into topics that enlighten, inform, and entertain the soul. On today's episode, I'm going to be giving you guys my favorite technique for smudging using sage to shift the energy in your space and in your life. So stick around because you are not going to want to miss this one. So smudging is a technique that helps to shift, to clear away old stagnant negative energy. And it's been a technique used for hundreds, if not thousands of years um, by different cultures around the world. I first heard about smudging back when I was just starting out as a psychic and I was uh, developing my own abilities because it was recommended that you need to clear away energy and you sustain a a high vibration or a high energy state um, regularly, not only while you are practicing and developing, but also just to make sure that the energy in your home, in your space with you is consistently high vibrational. So um, I learned about it a while back ago and I didn't really understand the concept. I didn't really understand how it could help. Um, And of course, over time, I realize that it actually does help and it does cause a shift energetically um, in your environment and with yourself as well. So different cultures around the world have been using smudging, a, a smudging technique for many, many years, um, for a very long time. In some, in most cases, it's usually used in ritualistic um situations. I know in the Catholic church, back when I used to go to church regularly, um, the the priests, whenever they entered the church, they would have this cauldron that was filled with a type of incense. And they would just, you know, swing that cauldron around and the smoke would kind of waft and kind of go into the different areas. Um, the Egyptian culture used to use a lot of different uh, say smudging techniques as well with different herbs. Um, I know kapal is something that was used quite often. Um, it really depends on the culture and their practices and why they used to do it. But it is a very helpful technique for clearing energy out. Uh, There's a really great film. I think it's called Waking Up. And uh, there's a gentleman in the film who suddenly becomes very aware of energy, not only um, emotionally, but also visually. He starts to experience and see um, energy in some form or, or fashion. So he thought it he thought this whole thing was mumbo jumbo until he started having these experiences and then someone had told him about smudging with sage and he began using it and he said he would see visually see when he would go into rooms or spaces where people um, where he sensed negativity or he could see it um, as soon as he lit the sage bundle and began wafting the smoke around especially in the corners it w- the, the negativity would like scram or would like take off it didn't want to be around in that area The Native American culture has been using smudging techniques for many, many years. A lot of shamanistic um, practices incorporated as part of the process of healing and helping others to regain themselves if they are suffering from some sort of illness or if they are going through some sort of psycho-spiritual situation or attack of some sort. Um, But it really just depends on on what you would want to use it for yourself. Um, Many times when I'm talking to clients... And they are, you can tell they're in a funk, you can kind of sense it because um, just their energy feels very low vibration and it could be for different reasons. It could be that they just, they went through, they just went through a really tough time. Some people coming out of a breakup, I mean, their energy is pretty low vibration. Some people who have gone through a loss, low vibrational energy, it's all understandable. There are some people who are naturally um, acclimated to low vibrational energy because they were conditioned to function and operate that way from their family and their culture. Um, usually when I am connecting with those kinds of clients and they are not sure where to start, I always recommend that they take up the practice of smudging because it is kind of like, let's say you go to a school, you're going to, you're in a classroom and there's a lot of stuff on the chalkboard. Um, and then you go and you need to 
put something on the chalkboard, you need to write something yourself, but you kind of can't because there isn't space. There isn't room for it to fit. So you take a eraser and you erase the chalkboard and then you can write something down. You can put something on there. Um, it's the same process with smudging. Everything that you, um, live around or live or reside when, for example, your home, your, your items, like your cell phone, um, everything that you possess, everything that you, um, are connected to your home, including your home, it retains energy. It's, it's, it's something that's kind of like a sponge. It'll absorb energy, um, over and over and over again during the course of you being in that space, not just from you, but also from other outside influences as well. I think that's why I'm really picky about who is who comes into my space, who comes into my home, who I allow into my direct energy exchange, because I know that whoever I'm going to be dealing with, they are going to come in with a bunch of energy. And I want to make sure that the energy that is coming into my um interaction or my my presence, my being, is gonna be more higher vibration. I still connect with people who are on lower vibrational, um, modes, but that doesn't mean that that's something I regularly encounter or consistently encounter. So I, I'm kind of an energy picky person. Um, and when it comes to my home, when it comes to my space, that is all also like a sponge, it soaks up energy, it soaks up, um, something. So people coming into my space, they're going to release stuff here. And that's why I'm really picky about who comes into my home or who I share my space with. But it's also the same thing with me as well, because we are energy beings. We are constantly vibrating energetically on a low or high or, or, or median kind of level. And because we are vibrating and we are expelling energy, it is being released into your space. The, 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 the visual that I use, and it's kind of a gross visual, but the visual that I use is, you know, as human beings, we are constantly shedding skin and hair and we leave skin and hair everywhere. And we're we're just constantly shutting and you may not see it because, um, you're not constantly looking at yourself, but if you take a magnif, if you take a magnified camera and you just stand still for a while, you're going to see that you're, you're just constantly things that are falling off of your skin and shedding. And it's kind of gross, but that's the reality of the situation. Sometimes all the dust particles, all the things that you see around your space or your home is dead skin. Um, but it, it's there. So, you know, Throughout the week or every few weeks, people have to clean up. They have to tidy up because it can get messy. It can get a little grody. So it's the same thing with energy. We're energy beings and we're constantly shedding energy. Every thought, every emotion, every experience that you're having is something that you're releasing into the ether, into the world, into the universe. And you're going to release a lot of it over the course of your lifetime. You never stop releasing energy. So if you are going through a lot of worry, if you're going through a lot of pain, if you're going through periods in your life where you aren't sure um, how to deal with something and you're worrying or you're anxious or et cetera, even if it's only for 10 minutes, you're still shedding energy um, and it's happening all the time. So whatever you are, whatever you are um, sustaining is going to be what your space, what your environment, what your objects retain. If you are constantly worried, if you're constantly stressing out or anxious, if you're constantly angry or upset or whatever, your home is probably just a dump with a dumping place with negative energy, not just a dump, but a dumping place with negative energy. And there's a bunch of it there. So even if you, let's say are feeling crappy or you're feeling, you're like having a shitty day and you're at home and you're just like festering and festering and festering. And then you go out and go for a walk or whatever, you might feel a lot better. And then when you come back home, all of a sudden it's like, you feel, you go right back to what you were feeling before you went on your walk. And that's because you've reabsorbed the energy that you were putting out. So I always tell people like what you're constantly thinking about feeling um, is going to be your energy resting point. And if you do not have a practice um, for clearing that energy out regularly, it's going to fester and build and build until finally you're going to have a really, really, really um, multi-layered, um, multi-energetically low vibrational environment that you will be living in or just trying to sustain yourself in. And it's going to be hard to kind of come out of your shell and feel better or just to reach for something that feels better because you're constantly going to be pulled back into that old energy. So whenever I do... And 
and and well, and I always tell people that energy is relative to them. In other words, you know, people go around thinking that they're cursed. They go around thinking that they they're you know there's a reason why the universe is causing all these negative things to happen. Um, I mean, you can blame the universe. You can blame someone for cursing you who probably there was never a curse to begin with. You can blame these other things, but until you take responsibility for who you are, for what you think, what you feel, and how you react in the world and what you're putting out into the world, you're not going to get control of the situation and you're not going to be able to shift energy around in the direction of your best and highest good. So energy is relative. And what you think about every day, what you're processing, how you're processing is going to be your energy, your energy being resting state. That is why every morning when I wake up, I wake up and I have this like routine that I go through because without this routine, I probably wouldn't be able to do the work that I do. And I probably wouldn't be able to offer others that which I know I can. Um, and from a place of love and from a place of uh, honoring that individual and from a place of just um, really connecting to that higher source of of love and and high vibrational energy so i can't do that without my routine My routine is like a ritual. It's something that I do every day that helps me line up with what I need to do that day. And smudging is something that I highly recommend for those of you who do not have any other way of raising your vibration, of raising your energy. Um, For those of you who are working on building your psychic abilities or your spiritual abilities, because when you grow spiritually, you also expand psychically. That's just a natural byproduct of the work. And when you do that, it opens you up to exchanges of energy in both positive and negative spectrums. So you're going to be more prone to having experiences to to feeling and to sensing things that aren't always fun. And that's just, that comes with being a psychic. And I have people who always are like, you know, my, my son is psychic and I want to stop it. How do we stop it? I'm like, you can't stop it. This is who he is. This is what, this is a part. It's almost like, you know, my son is peeing. How do I stop him from peeing? You can't, this is a part of the process. This is part of his, 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 uh, his, energetic being and it doesn't go away because you want it to stop because you don't understand it the best way to um, get control of it is to understand it and then begin to use it intentionally because once you use something intentionally you get a better um, a better sense of control and you can you can um, utilize it in a way that will benefit not only you but the people around you so with um, smudging, I always suggest people who are practicing psychically or who are dealing with spiritual expansion that they begin to incorporate that into their everyday experience because it is going to help to clear that energy and keep it cleared consistently. Um, I don't have to smudge as often as I used to. I think in the first few years of me doing this, I was having to smudge every single day when I had appointments or clients because every time, especially back when I was doing in-person appointments, because every time someone would come into my space, they would dump whatever the energy is, whether it's, you know, positive or negative, it doesn't matter, but it's a lot of emotional energy and an emotional energy can be very draining. So after my day's worth of sessions, I would go and and clear out and clean up this space and the environment and the vibration of the space because I wanted to maintain a higher state. I wanted to maintain a more loving, more compassionate, more connected to source um, vibrational energy state. So that's what I would do. Now, because all of my sessions and all that all the work that I do is um, over the wire, it's over the web, um, via phone call, video call, or whatever. I don't have to smudge as often, but I still smudge, and I usually smudge like every couple of weeks, just because it, there is an accumulation of energy. Now, granted, I have an everyday process that helps me to clear energy or to line up with higher vibration, um, but I still. Just, you know, for me, it's one of those, you know, even if you go and you dust and you dust every day and you do something to kind of clear your, your environment or to tidy up a little bit, um, every now and then you got to give your your space a real deep cleaning and that's kind of grabbing a mop and like mopping the floor and doing this or doing that. So that's what smudging is. It's kind of like a deeper cleaning in that way. Um, a lot of people... Um, they don't realize that when they move into a new home or they, they move into a new place that just because it's new to you doesn't mean that it's not been affected by past experiences or events. Most places that people move into, they don't realize that 
because people have lived there, because these places have been used for years and years and years, that they have accumulated energy in them. So whenever you move into a new space, whether it's a home or an office building, workspace, whatever, even when you get a new car, um, if it's a whether it's new or used, it doesn't really matter. But I always recommend that people smudge because there's going to be residual energy left behind by the people that either used it, lived in it, or made it. And it is important that you, when you are receiving something or you're claiming something as yourself, that you start fresh. So one of the best ways to do that is by smudging um, and, and, and beginning with a, like a fresh, um, a fresh, it's almost like wearing a fresh pair of, of underwear. <laughs> you want to make sure it's clean and it's not soil before you start using it, right? That's kind of gross, but it's the truth. So um, I always suggest that when you move into a new space or you're going to take up, you're going to occupy somewhere, um, you always want to smudge it first. I do that every single time I move into a new place. I also do that whenever I'm going to begin energy work or healing work as well. Because even though I do have processes in place, even though I do um, my own routine every day, I want to make sure that if I'm really going to dive deep into something, I'm going to start fresh and I want to really intend for that to start off in the right, most lined possible way with positive energy and, and positive vibes. So that is what I usually do when I am dealing with a new space or a new environment of that nature. Um, Everyone's different though. It just really depends. I mean, there are some people who, I mean, back when I was at Starbucks, I used to smudge my store. (laughs) I would smudge it at night after we were closed, after everybody was gone um, because the store, all, all those people coming in would just, they would, um, dump all their energy. I mean, you have to remember all those people are in line waiting for their coffee and they're having thoughts and they're having feelings and they're usually on their cell phones and they're expelling like tremendous amounts of energy. And then if you get people who are upset or angry or whatever, they're also dumping their energy. And then you get the people who work there. They're also expressing, expelling and dumping their own energy as well. So stores like that can become very, very, um, heavy with human, um, energy, chaotic human energy. So I always wanted to keep a fresh vibe in the store because it's important not only for the people coming in, but also for myself, it's my work environment for my partners, my employees as well. Um, and I would usually, like I said, do it at night because I needed to have more focus and I needed to be able to do it in a way that, uh, was conducive to calm relaxation and chill. So I'd usually put on my music, my whatever music it was. Um, and then I would go through and I would smudge it all up. Now, you can't technically smudge with like smoke or, or burning sage in a, in a place like that because for, you know, health reasons or for, um, for, for reasons with the company, but there's always sprays that you can use, which you can totally, you know, use a spray if that works better for you. Cause there's different ways to smudge. Um, some people prefer sage, which is, uh, and there's different types of sage, I personally prefer desert white, California desert white uh, sage because that's my favorite. I love the smell. I love the look of it, the color. Actually, my old house, my living room, that's the color that it was actually a Benjamin Moore color, which was uh, coastal fog, but um, it looked like sage. And if you take a sage bundle and put it up there, the California desert sage, that's exactly what it looked like. It was the same color. But um, I used to, I used to use, uh, I still do. I I use California um, white desert sage. It's my favorite. It smells the, in my opinion, it smells sweet and it doesn't have as much of a burnt smell to it. Here in New Mexico, we do have a local sage bush that um, is used for a lot of the local rituals. And if you go to some of the shops here, et cetera, they have like baskets filled with it, especially around springtime, because that's when the, the, the sage bushes are beginning to um, grow and they're picking them and they're going ahead and delivering them at all the shops that sell them. So you can buy a lot of that here, which is, it's really pretty and it smells so good when it's freshly picked, but I don't really care for the way it smells when you burn it because it still smells like something's burning inside your home. And I don't really care for that scent. Um, There's also sage in the form of an incense stick. There's also sage in like incense cones. There's, um, um, resin where there is kind of like a crystallized, um, resin that comes from sage. They, I know they sell those as well. Some people will use kapal, which is another type of resin. Um, some people use different types of incenses. 
Some people like uh, Palo Santo. That's another very well-known um, smudging uh product that you can use as well some people prefer that i don't really care for palo santo just because um I've, i'm always afraid of a fire like i'm gonna set something on fire with a stick and not only that i feel like it takes forever to to light properly so i don't really care for that whatever is the easiest to light that's the most efficient and effective to use that's what i tech usually prefer so that's typically uh, those are the, those are the ones that i'm aware of um and there's a bunch of other different things that people use it really depends on you know, what works for you and what you connect with. But for me, it's California Desert Sage. It's my favorite. Um, and I, I buy it in bulk. There's a store here in, in New Mexico and Santa Fe where they sell it in bulk and it's like dirt cheap, but it's so high quality and it's so great and pretty and I love the colors. Um, but that's typically what people use for a smudging ceremony. Different, um, but also you don't have to, like, you don't have to burn it. You can also use it in the form of a spray, like I said. Some people will use um, dirt. They will use a special kind of dirt. Um, sometimes it's like a red clay dirt that they use. It depends on where it comes from. But you can also sprinkle that around the area that you're trying to magnify or reflect positive energy in. You can use that as well. It just depends on what you find out there. But do your homework because there's there's a lot of different options. You want to try different ones out, see which ones you connect with the most. I think it's super important that you pick something that you personally connect with. Some of, some, some of you may like Palo Santo more than you like the California Desert Sage. It just depends on what you feel the most connected to. But I prefer it. And every time I light it, it takes me back to, you know, when I was younger and I would have that smell and I would be in my room and I'd be locked up and studying and reading everything I can get my hands on when I was um, reading up on psychic abilities and development. And um, I was trying to build my own uh, senses up as well. It takes me back to that. So that's why I prefer that one as well. So um, my favorite technique for smudging is pretty simple, but it's so effective that it's the number one technique I recommend for people, especially someone who is in a state where they're not feeling very empowered. They feel like the universe or life has them and, and they're like ragdolls and they don't feel like they have control over things. Um, but this technique has worked very well for me and I continue to suggest it as often as possible because it over time it not only works but it also gets more more powerful and it has more of an effect um and you it's something you can enjoy doing uh, you know when you watch some of these programs and, and some of the old haunting shows you always you always have someone on there who they're trying to smudge with sage and uh they're going around and they're like all scared and they're like shivering and they're like you know be gone evil spirits or be gone and i'm like girl what are you doing like just by approaching it in that way energetically and mentally you are you're not creating uh an empowerment energy you're not creating something that is going to attract positivity you're you're approaching it with fear it, whenever you do something and you are in the depths of fear when you're doing it you're probably not going to get back the kind of energy that you're looking for um that doesn't mean that you're not supposed to feel fear when you do anything in your, in your life it just means it can't be the primary energy that you are sustaining while you're doing it like if i'm going to go and get on a stage and be in front of 500 thousand people yeah i'm probably going to be shitting bricks right before i get on stage but then once i'm out there if i'm still freaking out and i'm still afraid and i'm not lining up with the energy and i'm not lining up with that higher vibrational state that is represented in the work you're fucked because you are essentially you're you're not making the connection and you're staying low vibrational you're staying low level and you're not going to rise to the occasion so you have to shift that within you so i always suggest if you're going to do something like smudging you want to make sure that you are high vibrational when you're doing it and if you're freaking out because you think your house is haunted and you're trying to clear that energy out um and then you're going in there with sage and you're trying to like you know you're scared of the process but you're still doing it and yet you're still scared you're probably it's not going to have the biggest effect or the biggest impact on the situation. I remember once when I 
um, when I, I was at work and I came in and it smelled, it smelled like the, the spray. And, um, my partners had said the people who worked for me at Starbucks, they were like, Oh yeah, you should have seen what happened with Mark. I'm like, what do you, what, what happened with Mark? Mark's one of the guys that used to work for me. Um, they're like, yeah, he, he's, he was making a joke about the smudging and he got it and he was a little scared to use it cause he didn't really know how it worked, but he, he, used it and he did it in the, in like just a little small space in front of the counter of the, uh, of, st- of the store. And, um, that day he was having like the worst experiences with customers are like, yeah, all these customers were coming in and just really mad at him or angry with him, but they were just for different reasons throughout the day. And he was like, I'm never doing that again because that he thought that brought him negative energy. And I was like, no, 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 sweetheart. Like, that's not what happened. You were mocking the energy. You were mocking the process. You went in not confident in what you were doing and um you did it anyways and you didn't even do it the right way and so it's almost like poking the bear is what you did you energetically poked the bear um that was there and so all of a sudden the energy starts to slap back there's a slap back energetically that's why it's important that you do the, the technique properly because if you aren't approaching the work if you're not approaching it with the right mindset and also with the right you know technique it can come back and bite you in the butt so you have to be very clear and intentional when you do a smudging ceremony but it's pretty simple and if you feel empowered and if you understand the gist of it it's going to have a really great impact and you're going to have a lot of positive um, energy be, come into your space not only that but if you've been living with people who are not the funnest or not the most um high vibrational, high positive people. Um, smudging, I think is like essential. You have to smudge your space because even if you can't clean them up or, or clear them away from the negativity that they are stuck in, you can at least, you know, go and wipe up after them. In other words, go and clear the space so that even if they are not the most happiest person in the world, at least the space isn't being saturated with that energy. And then you're going to soak it up because you will soak up somebody else's energy if you are sharing space with somebody else. So that's why I think that's also important. Every time my partner, he struggles with anxiety and he used to really have bad anxiety before. And, um, whenever I would smudge, he said he always felt sleepy and very like relaxed. And I was like, wow, like this is having an actual, not only energetic reaction, but this is affecting your, your mindset, your mental state. And so I thought that was also, that was really incredible. Whenever I do uh, Reiki sessions, when I was doing Reiki um, back in the day, I would always begin and end the session with a smudging uh, because I wanted to make sure that I was clearing the energy away to start with, but then through the process of someone having a Reiki session, they're releasing old energy. They're also going through layers of gunk that they've accumulated from their circumstances and their experiences. So at the end of a session, I would go again and kind of reclaim the space and clear it out again, just to be sure, just to be on the safe side. So that's the way that I would, um, that's why when I would use it the most, especially as when, I, when I would do a Reiki session or right after I would work with clients because I wanted to make sure that everything was going to stay pretty consistently clean and clear for me. Um, so my technique, cause you're like, what is your technique for any, right? You're like, what the hell is your technique? Get to it. So my technique is pretty simple. I, here's what I would recommend. You make sure that your space is actually tidy, like like physically tidy because, you know, some of you may think, you know, oh yeah, like my, I'm, I'm a hoarder and I've got like, you know, old buckets of KFC that are sitting there from like five years ago. That's gross. Like, first of all, get your ass up, go clean your house because that's unacceptable. But secondly, once you've tidied up your space, which I always recommend doing this on a Sunday because most people do their cleaning or their chores on the weekends or on a Sunday or like when you're doing laundry, but tidy up your space, just get everything a little tidy, make it feel like it's all in order because when something feels like it's in order, it feels like it's aligned, right? And that's more for a mental um, process, but also there is something to be said with having uh, a, a more uh, tidied up space and working from that because it can also help you and your health and your mindset. So that's first. 
The second thing I would recommend is make sure that there isn't any distractions going on in your space that can piss you off or, or irk you. So if you're trying to do this on a Sunday, but all your kids are in the living room and they're playing video games and they're loud and obnoxious or whatever, you probably are not going to have the easiest or most enjoyable experience trying to smudge the space because they're probably going to have some smart ass uh, responses to you doing this, but they're also going to probably interfere with what you're trying to do. Now, if you want to include them in this, by all means, I would highly suggest you include your kids in it because they can learn how to do this for themselves as well. And it is also an empowering um, strategy for them. But make sure that you have more control of your environment, that you can control kind of the vibe or the feel of it. And then what you'll do is you're going to put on your favorite music, whatever music that may be. Now, I would recommend you put on music that makes you feel strong or empowered or makes you feel great about yourself. For me, I can listen to the 80s. I can listen to some of the 90s. I mean, hell, I can put on Britney Spears. You damn well believe I'm going to get that place cleared out energetically when I'm listening to a little bit of the Oops, I Did It Again soundtrack. So you can clear out your space and have a tremendous effect by getting into that powerful high vibe state. So if you're listening to your your music and you're like, you know, feeling it, you even want to dance around, which makes it even better. That already is bringing you up because music makes us feel better. Music can help us to feel good or at least make us to feel a little bit better from what we were feeling before. So that's why I recommend that you listen to your favorite music or just a song that you can really get empowered by or really feel connected to. And then once you listen to the music and you put it on and you're blasting it, you don't have to have it on like loud. You can put it in your ear earbuds and be walking around, you know, with your earphones on. That works for you. That's fine too. Um, so you're going to light a candle, listen to your music, start feeling that energy, start feeling that power light a candle. Um, I recommend a purple, blue, or white candle just because, um, purple represents high spirituality. White represents purity and represents also the connection with God or the divine. Um, blue, I, I love blue. Blue is a very passionate, um, color for me, but also because it's an emotional color. It represents emotions and you really want to connect with that emotional energy just because the emotional energy is what you're needing to shift some of that energy as well in your space. So lighting a candle, listening to the, to your music, start feeling that connection. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take your sage bundle or your loose lease leaf sage if that's what it works for you and you're going to essentially light it and and get it to really start smoking um if it's a bundle you might have to you're going to hold a bundle up and you're going to kind of run a, a, a lighter underneath it just so that way you can light the the tip or the end of it and then once it really starts to catch then you're going to blow out the fire so that way all you have is the smoke coming from it if it's excuse me, if it's loose leave, then you're going to need to put it in something. I have, I've, over the years, I've used many different things. Um, in my space right now, I have a, a, um, abalonian shell. And I use the abalonian shell because I can pick it up and walk around with it if I need to. So I'll put a few loose leaves of the California desert sage and I'll put it in there and then I will light it. Once it catches, I'll make sure that the the fire um, goes down and then I'll go ahead and walk around and I'll start smoking the space that I'm going to smoke with it. Um, If you're using incense, I mean that you probably are going to need some sort of holder because you you don't want to drop like uh, ashes everywhere. If you're using Palo Santo, you can use it the same way you use a bundle where you're just holding one end and you're lighting the other end. If you're in, if you're traveling and you're trying to like smudge a space because you're traveling whenever, cause I use the loose leaf, I'll just take a little pack of the loose leaf sage. Um, of course you want to be careful because if you're traveling with it and then you get pulled over, like pulled over by customs or whatever, you know, some of the sage does smell like weed. So you probably want to be careful with which sage you're taking, but also, um, you want to make sure that it's not like obvious that that's what it is um, and that it is actually like sage or that there's a label on it, you know, California desert sage um, or sage ritual or whatever, because you want people to identify it or to, or to understand what it is. But um, whenever I've traveled or like gone to houses to do a house clearing um, for someone, I always take some aluminum foil. Because what I do with aluminum foil and usually the thick foil, because I'll take a, a nice big sheet of aluminum foil and I'll crinkle it and I'll form 
a bowl with kind of a handle attached to it. And then I'll put this, the loose leaf sage inside of it. That works really, really well um, for a one-time use event. So if I'm going to be doing a, a house clearing energetically, that's what I've used. I've used the foil method because it catches all of the ashes and it does increase the, the heat that helps with the smoke. It also is easy to dispose of because once you're done with it, you don't really need it anymore. I'll usually take it. I'll run it, run it, run it under a faucet just to make sure that any of the fire or any of the uh, embers are out. And then I'll, I'll close up the foil in a nice little um, ball and I know I'm good and it's that's it no mess no fuss so that's usually the way that I recommend doing it if you're going to be out doing it somewhere else but when I'm at home I'll use my abalonian shell that's the way I do it you can also just have like a nice big bowl where whenever you're using it in a bundle form you can place it there as well so it can kind of put itself out after a while but you're gonna take the sage whatever kind of sage or whatever kind of cleansing herb you want to use You'll take that and you will go and start at your front door. And I always recommend the front door because you want to make sure that you are essentially um, catching the energy or beginning where the energy comes into your space. And most of the time with most people, the energy is entering into your space from the front door. And so what I do is I start at the front door and then I just begin, once you've, like I said, lit your sage, it's smoking, you start with the front door and you just kind of go up and down, up and down across in a right, um, a forward direction or start going in the right direction. Um, in other words, if you think of your space and you think of it the way that it's set up like a clock, you know how when you look at a clock, it's going forward, all the fingers, everything's moving forward. So if you were to put a clock over your home, that same direction, you're going to kind of move in that same direction because you want to make sure that you are moving forward. You're moving the energy forward. You're moving everything forward. So you want to start moving right in every space. So you face your front door from the inside and then you start working to the right. So you go into that first room and you go against the walls and you just, and what I like to do, I'm listening to my music. I've got the smudge going. I got the, 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 the little smoke coming out of it. I'm going up and down against the walls, just kind of making sure that I get it across a good area. I pretend um, and make sure your hands are clean because you don't want to leave fingerprints or leave marks on your walls, but make sure that your hands are clean and imagine that your hand is a stamp. You know, like if you're going to take a stamp and stamp a piece of paper or stamp something with ink, pretend that your hand is a stamp, but it's with hearts. So you're listening to your music, you've got your stage going, and then you stamp the walls with these imaginary hearts. And you are basically... You're basically infusing your space, your walls with love. And that's what that represents. Because when you think of a heart, most people identify a heart with the sensation or with the energy of love. So that's what you're going to do. You're going to be infusing your space with love. And you want to raise the vibration. So you've got to get into a place of loving connection with it. So you're stamping the walls with hearts. You're you're, dam you're jamming to your music, you've got the smoke going and you're going to go in a clockwise direction or in a forward rightward direction and go into that first room and do the entire room. And then as you go into the entire room, you're going to continue moving rightwards, but get closer and closer to the center, almost like a swirl into the center, because you want to get into the middle of your room, still smudging and still releasing all of those hearts and still feeling that emotion that you're feeling from your music. So that's the first room. And then you begin with the next room to the right side of the house. So if you have, you know, if you're facing your door, your front door, um, and there's a room to the left side, but then there's also a room right behind you, I would do the room right behind you because that's sticking to that rightward momentum. And you're going to do every single room starting from the entranceway in, and go into a right direction and then the next room and then the next room. So you're going to do every single room the same way until you move in a huge right circle and a huge forward circle clockwise circle of your entire home or your entire space. Once you're done and you get to the last room, then what you're going to do is you're going to take your sage, if it's still burning, and go ahead and tr if you need to put it out, go ahead and you can run it under a little bit of water if you want that. Not like don't drench it, just 
So that way you can kind of put it out. If you want, you can put it in a piece of foil, cover it up. It's going to go ahead and put itself out too, because it's going to stop having oxygen um, hitting it. Um, if you're going to use like Palo Santo or something else, you might just want to have a bowl that you can just place it in while you finish your process. So once you're done with that whole process, with all of your space, then you want to go and open up a few windows and a few doors. Now, a few things you need to remember when you're going through the whole house, make sure that you get all your corners, all the corners of your rooms, because energy can, can kind of get bottle, get stuck in those corners or get, um, get put into a corner and then it kind of sits there. So you want to make sure you get all your little corners. And if you have, if you have a t tall ceiling, just waft it up into that corner. Some people like to use feathers when they're smudging because it helps them move the smoke around. It's not just for, for ritualistic practices. Um, so you can get like a turkey um, feather that they sell in most metaphysical stores. There are also other types of feather uh, combinations that are way more expensive. Um, I mean, I like, that's why I like the foil method because I can move it around really relatively easy and it wafts it up for me. But if you want to use a feather, by all means, please use a feather because if it makes it easier for you and you have high ceilings, you're probably going to need to waft up the smoke and get it up into those areas. Um, but make sure you get all the corners. Make sure that you open drawers or cabinets that you get some of it in there as well. And make sure that your closets are also um, cleared as well because energy can fester in different places. It just depends. But once you do your whole home, you're going to open up a few windows, turn on some fans, um, make sure that your AC is off when you do this, because you don't want the smoke to get sucked into the AC unit. And then even when you are finished with it, you open the windows and you clear out the air. What ends up happening is you still have residual smoke in the AC unit. And then when you switch it on, if you have an AC central unit um, or a window unit, it will immediately blast out and you'll get a nice waft of it again. So that's not what you want to do. So make sure your, your, your AC units are, are closed or, or turned off when you're doing it. Um, but once you have the windows and opens and stuff, you can open, you can turn on the ceiling fans, whatever that's going to help kind of let the, the smoke escape. I have, I have not really had to deal a lot with fire alarms going off because whenever I've done it, I don't really put up the, I don't put the smoke up to the fire alarm. You're basically asking for it to like go off and make you nuts. So I would say waft, you know, around it. Um, but if your fire alarms do go off, it's probably because of the sage that you're using or what you're using in the ritual. Um, when I've used California desert stage, I don't usually get the fire alarms turning on when I've used the, like the, our, the New Mexico sage or some of the other breeds that are out there, they definitely kick on the fire alarm. So that's why you just want to be careful not to get too close to the fire sensor. So that way you don't set off your alarms. Um, but you open your windows, you open your doors, it's going to start to vacate and go ahead and escape the space. And I would give it about 15 minutes to an hour, depending on your, the amount of um, space you're dealing with 15 minutes to an hour. So that way things can really start to move. Um, but also the moment you open your windows, whatever residual negative energy is there, whatever energy you're still kind of grappling with is going to vacate. It's going to get the hell out of there because it's being overpowered and overwhelmed by the process of smudging. So that's it. It's that simple. It's that basic. Now, Here's the thing, because you can smudge your space and it really will have an impact on your life. But, and this is what I tell people, especially like after a Reiki session, I can, I can work on you. I can help you and shift your energy. But if you shift the energy, if you've just gone through this and then you go out playing in them, if, if I gave for example, if I've given you a shower, I've bathed you and you're clean as a whistle, then you go outside and start playing in the mud. Then what was the point? What was the point? So if you are smudging your space, if you are smudging your things, and then you're going to start to act the same way or think the same way or energetically sustain the same vibes, there is no point because you are the problem that is triggering that to come back into play. You are reinitiating, reactivating old energy that you just cleared out. So if you're going to sit there and fester and think about what's wrong, think about this, gripe, whatever, you're activating old lower vibrational energy and you're basically nullifying whatever you just did. So it isn't just about you smudging that's important. It's also you have to shift your own practices, your own thinking habits, your own reactionary habits. You have to work on those things because if you don't, you're just going to sustain the status quo. And even if you go through this whole song and dance, you're going to sustain the same energy vibes. Um, I've had people where 
they think that they are have a haunting or they think that they have a um a, a curse and i'm just like okay look i'm going to entertain that for a bit cuz people love blaming curses for their for their life's problems and i'm always like no you've you're sustaining the same level of energy. You aren't doing anything to rectify things. And sometimes when something happens, it usually happens in, in, in clumps. In other words, when like something bad goes wrong, it's like when it rains and pours, that's what I'm saying to say when it rains, it pours. And so sometimes you're going to go through periods where a bunch of crap is just going to happen all at the same time, because it is the energy that is being activated in that moment. And it breeds other instances where the energy comes into the same time frame. So if you want to sustain that positive vibe, you can't just smudge your home or your things and think that's it and you're good. And now everything's going to work for you. No, you have to shift your own mindset. You have to shift your own personal inner energy being, because if you don't do that work, there is no point in smudging. It's not going to have as much of an effect, but if you do do work, if you do do the work, <laughs> if you do do the work, um, it will help you to, enhance the positive energy that you already have going on. It will help you to magnify the opportunities that you may have coming into your life. Um, it is a process and it does take time. So that's what I would recommend, not just for saging, but also for you know, bringing more positivity in, bringing more high vibration in. Um, you have to do the inner work as well as the outer work. And the outer work is the smudging part. The inner work is you not giving yourself permission to complain or to whine or to bitch about this or that all the time, or to sit there and to obsess about the ex-boyfriend that left you 20 years ago um, and, and, and obsess as to when is he going to come back or why did he leave you or you're not worth it or this or that. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I totally get how easy it is to get into that mode, but you do not want to give yourself a chance to get comfortable being that way or doing that because it's not going to help you. And it's not healthy to be quite honest. Um, and just by shifting that and smudging, I think that's a great combination for getting more control back for starting to direct the flow of your life in a direction that is going to ultimately breed more positivity and more prosperity. That's what I would recommend. That is my strategy for smudging. A few more things that I would recommend also, not only to, to amplify the effect of the smudging ceremony, but also to help you as well, is put reminders around you in your space that represent what you want to feel. Not what you feel, what you want to feel. If you want to feel happiness or more love with a relationship, then put pictures in your space that remind you of happy couples or, or periods in your relationship where things were very good or they were very positive because you want to remember that you want to try to recognize that, see that, be reminded of that, and then begin to reactivate that energy. If you want more financial prosperity, um, what I would recommend is a trick and this is all goes in hand in hand with law of attraction and with manifestation is you know go and get a $20 bill exchange it for like you know 15 um 15 ones and a bunch of quarters or just 20 ones and then take the ones and scatter them around in your house in different places because when you see money just sitting there it's going to remind you that there's you, know, you there's a lot of money around get it there's a lot of money around at first you might think i need that dollar or i need this because you have a bad relationship with money you are not going to have the best experiences with it. So if you have these dollar bills around, they're going to help you to remind you that money is all around you and you don't need that dollar. Like it's there, it's fine, it's okay. It's it's a trick, it's a tactic for helping you to kind of get into a, a, a place where money's plentiful and it's all around you and you're not dying for it every second of every day. So it's just a tactic, but it just depends on what you're trying to attract to you. But rem put in your home, in your space, as many reminders of what you're wanting to bring into the space as possible. If you're working on psychic ability and developing your your senses you want to have um reminders of positive high vibrational energy like you can use pictures of angels or um a visual of an angel or you can have um some of the masters that have come before us like the buddha or jesus or muhammad or whoever you feel connected to and, and have Im images of them that re represent high love high vibration that will also help you as well
I once had a couple, it was a family actually, and I'd gone out to do a home cleansing for them. And the when I when I got there, they'd already mentioned a few of the experiences they were having. They were having blinds open and, and close on their own. They were having um, the, the they were waking up with scratches or bruises at night. Um, they were it, it wasn't a fun experience for them, and they were and it was just a rental property for them, so they were kind of freaking out over what was going on in their home. When I arrived there, um, I noticed that they had a crap load of low vibrational reminders all around because they were huge horror movie buffs. They had like Jason masks on the wall and they had like images of like Freddy Krueger cutting someone up. I mean, they had reminders of the horror movies that they saw, which, you know, in retrospect are all reminders of low vibration, violence, anger fear, et cetera, all reminders of low vibration. Even if they don't feel that way when they watch them and they're more entertained, it doesn't matter because just because they're not consciously aware that that's what it represents doesn't mean that that's what it doesn't represent. It still represents that. So they had all these reminders around their homes and around their home. And I was like, okay, first things first, you guys need to take these things down. Even if it's not permanent, but take it down for like a few months because these are reminders of low vibration and it's going to activate within you, um, that same vibration. And you're only amplifying the energy that is kind of havoc in your home and havoc in your life. So you guys need to bring that down. Then put up pictures of people that you feel connected to or happy family or happy home or love or whatever, because you need those reminders around. Um, and they were particularly feeling that the darkness or that, that kind of weird energy in the closet. So I said, okay, we're going to shift the energy of this closet and we're going to turn it from an in, from a space of, and it was a huge walk-in closet. It wasn't like this little itty bitty thing. It was a huge walk-in closet. So I'm like, we need to shift the energy of the closet. So you guys need to smudge that space. Once you smudge that space, you're going to put a little table there. You're going to put a picture of your favorite loved one. For me, it would have been my grandpa because I loved my grandpa or my grandmother, Irene, because everyone kept talking to us when we were younger that she was this incredible, amazing person. And she had not one mean bone in her body. And she was always just this loving, compassionate individual. And I, that I didn't get a chance to meet in my life because she passed years before I was born. But for me, it would be someone like that. So you you, you get a little table, you're going to put a candle, you're going to put a positive affirmation of what you are trying to bring into your life or what you want the space to be. And you're going to put the picture on there and you're going to have the candle. And on the candle, you're going to write down positive words. Like if it's a candle with a, like a, a glass inside of a glass, you write on the glass, love, happiness, um, joy, um, whatever, right? Or even your favorite memory of that loved one. And so you I recommend it to my client every day. You're going to go into that space and you're going to light the candle. You're going to remember that experience with your loved one. You're going to talk to your loved one because just because they're not here in physical, doesn't mean that they don't want to help you or they're not available to you. You're going to talk to your loved one and then you're going to reaffirm the positivity that this space holds for you, but do it every day. And after a while, that space is going to shift energetically, not only because of the smudging, but also because of the positive behavior, mindset, and energy that is being pumped and, and being um, forced into that space that before reflected or represented negative energy. So that was a, a tactic that I recommended for them. That's exactly what they did. And sure enough, after a few weeks, they did notice some changes with the space and they were starting to see that their home, the, the, the level of activity was coming down. The way that I say to people is that if you have a home that's filled with this much dark energy or lower energy, and then on top of that, you've got activity going on, people always assume it's just like a ghost or it's a demon or whatever. And a demon, people freak out when they, when I even say the word demon, a demon is just simply a representation, a lower level energy. It's just a, an accumulation of lower level energy. Like an angel is an accumulation of higher vibrational energy. It isn't necessarily a person. It's just energy that is built to such a point that it begins to have its own 
persona, its own being per se, but it isn't necessarily something that is always there. It's just the accumulation of something. So I'm like, you you know, your house is kind of infested with all these lower vibrations. And just like with roaches, when you have a roast infestation, you can't just have it sprayed or go and try to put some sort of um, roach medicine and then think that it's all going to go away overnight. And it's the same thing with smudging. If you're trying to clear out the energy of your home, do not expect miracles in one day because you don't, you know, with regular bugs and insects infestations, it doesn't go away in one day unless you're going to bomb the the bitch. Um, But you're not going to do that. You're going to, you know, gradually shift the energy so that you have more control of it and so that it is a real reflection of what you want, not of what you fear. So you, I gave them the technique. I gave them the suggestions and I said, you know, change, change your decor, do this ritual every Sunday and also shift the energy of this, this, um, closet in the way that I've suggested. And you're going to do this every day for several months, every Sunday for several months. And they're like, okay. And so they, they did it for two or three Sundays and they said, yeah, it's feeling a little lighter. The energy's feeling a little bit better. Okay. It's, 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 they're noticing a shift with the energy. Then they had a friend who, um, was a self-proclaimed high priestess. And she was like, why did you call this strange psychic guy? You should have called me, you know, I'm your friend. I would, I would have done it for free. And so they're like, okay, you know, so she went in there with a Bible and a bunch of holy water. And she was going in there and was like yelling and screaming, like be gone, evil spirits. And you don't belong here. And you want someone come and get me. And so she's there taunting the energy and what she's going in there is not with love or with the sense of high vibration. She's going in there with an, on an ego trip and she's basically blasting the space with low vibrations because of her own ego trip. And, um, what they told me was the, that night after the friend left, um, it's almost as if everything they had done for the few weeks prior to that was like completely um, was was nullified because that night they had such an increase in activity. They were like, she's not allowed to come over anymore. And they actually did. They banned the friend from coming over again because they they blamed her for that massive activation of low vibrational energy. So I so she asked me what should I do, and I said I can come out there and do this again, but you you know you can't call someone every time you need this dealt with because it's you that is responsible for this it's you that need to be in, needs to be in control of this environment and of this energy you need to feel the power that you have you need to know that you have this amount of power so i said don't worry go back to the strategy that i gave you and keep doing it and keep doing it Sure enough, they kept doing it and um, it took several months, but after several months, there was no activity, there was nothing. And it's not that you stop when it all stops, you still have to do it every few months. And I would always tell her, like, once you get it to the point where you start to really feel the energy lifting in the home, then just do it once a month and continue to do it in the strategy that I've suggested, because all you're going to do is continue to maintain control. And it's almost, like I said, it's almost like making sure that you're not allowing for that old energy to come back in, no matter what happens in your life. That way, if you do have an event, like someone like this, come back into your home where they bring a bunch of lower vibration with them, it's not going to immediately nullify everything you've done up to this point. The natural balance in your home will be more positive than negative. So even if you have something negative happen, it's not going to activate all that all over again. You might have a little bit of something, but at least the the control and the balance in your home will be more higher vibration, more, um, more love, more balance in that way. So that's why I recommend that you incorporate this and turn this into some sort of ongoing ritual, because the more you do it, the more power you have, the more comfortable you are. And just by the thought of it, after some time, you're automatically going to shift the energy in the space in a way where it consistently stays more high vibration, more powerful, more positive. Okay. Um, there's a few questions that I was asked on social media that I want to answer for you guys before I, um, I end the show. So Amber on, um, Instagram, she says, I am curious about how exactly Sage can be cleansing. Isn't really the person's intention that's doing the cleansing. Um, yes. So I always tell clients, especially when they use tools to help themselves, whether it's with psychic development or whether it's with ritualistic work, 
The power is not in the items that you're using and the tools that you're using. The tools can help you wield your power. They're just going to help you focus your power in a certain way, but the power comes from you. You are that massive energetic being and the universe is constantly conforming to that. And so if you are in a state of power, then you, by picking up a twig, it's, you know, and using it, you can use it like a magical wand if you wanted to, because you know your own power. So I don't necessarily need to smudge with sage because like I said, I have my daily routine that I do every morning that helps me to get my energy up to the level I needed to be at so I can do the work that I do. However, um, you know, if I do smudge, it's just going to have even more of an effect just because I know my power. I know who I am and what I am. And so by doing that ritual, it's going to magnify my power, not its power, my power. Uh, it's the same thing. So um, it's the same thing with crystals, which is, you know, the next question that I got asked was by making mulligans on also on Instagram. Hi there. Do you include crystals in your cleansing? No, I don't because I don't need to. I have enough intention and I have enough, I know my power. So it's not like I need the things to help me get certain things done. Now it's nice to have those tools to use them whenever you're doing ritualistic work. When I was first doing Reiki, I was using crystals. And then after a while, I didn't need them anymore because I knew my power and, and it worked every single time, whether I was using crystals or not anymore. So it's the same thing. So you don't necessarily need crystals. Crystals are a tool that help you to focus and wield your power, but it isn't coming from the crystal itself. It's coming from you. You're the battery. You're the charge. Same thing with Sage. You're the battery. You're the charge. So it is just more powerful because it's getting it from you, but you don't need it. Um, but it's nice to have those rituals because, you know, if you are, if you want to, if you want to feel love with another, with your spouse, or your significant other, you know, if you're just with each other, you know, you might feel it here and there, but when you make love, there's, that's a tool that you're using to share that energy with each other. So it's an opportunity to have that intimacy that have that con that connection, that bond that you may not have as intensely if you're just standing next to each other. So it's a tool to allow for that connection. So it's the same thing. They're just tools to be used. A hammer doesn't build homes. People build homes. They just use the hammers to do it. And there's very specific things that that hammer helps them to do. Same process. All right, guys, I love you all. I am so happy that you guys were able to tune in. Um, if you enjoyed this episode or would like more like it, please go onto your podcast listening platform and share, subscribe, and don't forget to leave a comment about the episode or about the show itself because I really do read them and I appreciate them altogether. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and you can check out my website for more about me and the work that I do um, by just going to www.fernandomarone.com. I love you all again, and I hope you guys have a namaste.